How about we all sing some campfire songs? <laughs> Kumbaya. Kumbaya. Everyone, right? Kumbaya. So, what is it? So, what is it? So, what is it? The Red Wolf Podcast! So, what is it? That's right, it's a Red Dwarf podcast, and here we are to talk about the episode Dimension Jump. Uh, amazing stuff. Dimension Jump. Now, um, oh, I'm going to go crack on straight into it and welcome my co-hosts, Dan, Matty, and Matt here today to talk about this episode. Um, I, I think they're smiling faces. Matty, you were um, sort of like sour on last week's episode. How do you feel about this week's? <laughs> well, so if last week's I was sour... This week, I am the complete opposite. I am sweet. Um, yeah, oh. this was yeah, this was one of my favourites. This was really, really good episode. So, I'm, cue I'm, everyone else not liking it now. Yeah, I'm glad we're in opposition again. <laughs> Dan, what did you think? This was a brilliant episode. Yes! Oh my God, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Really, really good stuff. Well, before I go to Matt, I'm going to say, I felt not as on board with this one as I thought I might be. Um, I'm just wondering how comedy works again, aren't we? That's not to say I didn't enjoy at least two lines in it, but <laughs> no, I enjoyed lots of it. But I, I was slightly disappointed. I expected to like it more, but I think that's because of certain elements which we'll talk about. Matt, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I really liked it. Do you know, I think it's got something to do with the fact you've seen it about a hundred times. Well, but that's <laughs> true of all of them, isn't it? That's true of all of them. So, so, um, how they affect things or not i don't know no i i actually it was just a certain few elements of it of it that i didn't find as funny but i think this is me looking at harshly at it as we delve deep into uh red dwarf steady <laughs> up wow oh dear no no there, there were lots of good lines obviously and lots of good things to it and obviously we have a classic character uh we have smoke me a kipper i'll be back for breakfast that that is a classic red dwarf phrase that everyone knows and loves and, and it's very um an enduring episode in that respect so dan i'm gonna go to you first i'm, I'm not sure we always go to you first so come on hit us then hit us with your favorite moment my favorite line in terms of, i just laughed out loud i knew it was coming and it's rimmer you know you're trouble Crichton. you're a git just, <laughs> it was it was perfect rimmer he was just, just, just bitter. You're a git. Oh, loved it. Laughed out loud at that. Simple but effective is what you're Simple saying. Simple but very yes. effective. Yeah, definitely. It, it did. Um, this episode did induce that bitterness quite nicely, didn't mm. it? Really. Although there's a lot to talk about with with old tragic Rimmer. I think. Matty, come on. You've got a whole list this week, haven't you? Well, what fav- you my favorite, my favorite line actually is probably a really insignificant line that just really made me laugh. Which was, would it make it any better if it was hummus? <laughs> brilliant line <laughs> loved it well i don't think it was insignificant it was capping off what had come before in that scene hadn't it really and it was true. a it was sort of like the end moment of all that beginning part when we were missing all these characters and the what a guy and yeah. all that sort of thing wasn't it really i'm gonna jump in with mine what a guy 
I think probably the thing that made me laugh the most, I knew it was coming. I think it's great. I sort of caught a two pound black rib nobbler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that got a chortle out loud from both me and Rebecca. So, <laughs> Matt, what have you got for us? Well, well, I'm just having a quick search because um, two of mine have just been said. Well, that's, um, that's why I put you last. <laughs> yes, well, so which, ones were, which ones were they that we already said? Yours. I'll be in my quarters at lunchtime, covered in Tarama Salata. And, and Matt's with the black rib knobbler. Oh, okay. I swear, one time I caught this two pound black rib knobbler. And, and you said, would it make it better if it was if it was hummus? The answer is yes, because Tarama Salata is revolting. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to have to go immediately pr- prior to that with um, Holly, who I think was called Melly, um, in the in the in the alternate dimension. I thought she was wonderful in that. I really did. And, you know, you dog your back. What are you doing next time? Nothing. Because if you're interested, I'll be in my quarters covered in maple syrup. That was just wonderful. And, yeah. yeah it was certainly a different side to um, Holly, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Should we, should we talk, about, talk about those initial characters, the alternate universe characters? Obviously, is there for laughs? I mean why cat is there i don't know why have we got that Hello, we should have had a return of norman love it shouldn't we here as an alternate universe but hey we won't go there and um, mm. what do we think of the, the alternate characters including ace himself i suppose what, matty well all you really yeah. can say about ace before you go to matty all you really say about ace is what a guy what a guy what a guy what a guy yeah. not, i mean it's funny it was basically Rimmer Sean Connery edition, wasn't it really? By the way, he was doing it. <laughs> Literally, what it was it? Was so like it, even like the voice and everything. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I really liked that. The alter the alternate characters were actually really good. I like the fact, obviously, that we had almost you know Crichton as the actual person as well in the beginning. You know, we had but Rob Lowe obviously had the, as the admiral in the beginning as well. I like that, but yeah, no, it was just a really good alternate way of doing it because they didn't ongo. Bongo. Bongo. But they didn't sort of overplayed it, I think. They just made it really funny and really good. I I really liked it. I really enjoyed that. And Ace as a character, I actually thought was really good. What was really quite satisfying to me was watching Ace, you know, the way he was looking at Rimmer with absolute disgust half the time. Like, what, what has become of this version of me, I thought was just brilliant. Yeah, it's almost a shame we don't see more of some of these other characters in a way, but then maybe that would be overdoing it. It's always fun to see alternate versions. We've had a couple before, at least definitely the women versions, haven't we? Um, Dan, what do you like about these alternate characters? I think they were a brilliant opposite. You've got a competent, got-it-together Lister spanners. You've got, you know, the, the anti vain gives to others Padre cat character, and you've got the, the in-charge... Um, given the orders, Crichton, I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. Holly was less of an opposite, but I thought she was absolutely brilliant. I, I, that little interplay, you know, oh, I'll be in my quarters uh, in, covered in maple syrup. I don't, I don't fraternise with the stuff. I quit. You know, bang, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely great, brilliant. Great. Really, really like that. Yeah. yeah, you won't see Money Penny quitting that easily, will you? Will you, man? Well, I got the feeling that she probably would. Back in the lowest Maxwell days, I think if you know if that would have been an option, she probably would have quit. But uh, yeah, no, she was great. I wasn't too sure about the cat's accent. I couldn't tell what um, was he supposed to be Irish or was he being West? Is he was he I being think it was West, West Indian? West Indies. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. What a guy. 
But yeah, he looked, he certainly looked the part. Wasn't too sure about Craig Charles's mustache, but you know the character of Spanner uh, was was good. He I mean, that's really the good. reason I'm so disappointed with the episode was that mustache. I thought that was yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, they were they were good fun. They were good fun. No, I mean, let, let's concentrate on Melly Holly. Uh, you know, we've had lots of ups and downs with Holly, and mostly downs recently. Apart from maybe even well, even last week, we felt a bit down, even though it was her episode. I thought this was a nicely spaced out Holly episode, really. Yeah. In fact, one one of my it's nice to see one of my near um, favorite moments, which I was going to mention, was her getting all giddy over Ace coming in. Really, when she goes all dewy eyed and falls off the screen <laughs> and, and swoons. That, yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Holly. <laughs> Even at the start, I thought her 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 line at the beginning was. Oh, who woke him up? It was the yeah. it was the coup de grace that absolutely everybody was in on this against Rimmer right at the start, and I just thought that really really good. I, I think I'm going to say this is probably the best Holly episode of the of the Hattie Hayridge era. Would be I, it might be bold, but I'm going to say it. I think I agree. So, I think so I... far, so far, question mark. Without doubt, so far. I think for the amount we feel Holly should be in it, it wasn't taken over the episode, but when she cropped up a few times, it was usually with a funny. Yeah, it was. Purple alert! Purple alert! What's a purple alert? It's sort of like not as bad as a red alert, but a bit worse than a blue alert. <laughs> Like a mauve alert. <laughs> big, a big wobbly sort of swirly thing. Yeah, great. That was that was good. So so a nice amount. Not loads more to say about Holly necessarily, but yeah, a nice amount, I think, really. Anyway, I've got a question for you. Is Ace Rimmer actually a git himself? I mean, did, did you want to do a Rimmer and stick your mid-digit up at him? <laughs> Is he actually likeable, really? Mm. I'm going to say yes, because... Yes, I agree. And self-centered, then absolutely not. But he wasn't, and that's why he was the anti-rimmer. Not only was he he, he was uh, oozing oozing charisma with a PhD in handsomeness, but he was a nice guy. Whereas yeah. Rimmer is not those things and isn't a nice guy. I mean, he I'm really worried, was. I'm just just maybe I'm a, I'm a bit like Rimmer. I didn't didn't necessarily think he was great. I thought he didn't was want to say it, but. Big <laughs> Matty. Oh, look, you know the 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 guy helps helped out um, Lister. You know, fixed the well, whatever it was, engine or whatever it was out, outside that he didn't really get to see with a broken arm. You know, no, I, I know um, he did, but he, he still had a bit of smarm about him, didn't he? Mm. A bit of smarmy. I, I yeah. also so do some other people have smarm about them, but we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, no. What I thought was quite interesting. Always go. I almost feel quite deep here as a character study, almost on the person. But I think that even though it was an opposite side of him, he was still a git, but in a different way. That's yes, how, that's how I, felt I saw yeah. it. It was. Oh, he was. He was nicer than the rumor we know. Yeah, he did try to help me. Did make an effort, you know, with a broken arm and all of that. But I think the the point and almost like the the, the deep side of the character was. Yeah, they changed his character. They made him full of himself, egotistical. He was still a bit of a git. He was just a different type of git. And I think that when he goes to find all these other rumors, I imagine that they're all gits, but just in different ways. I mean, I'm sort of on Rimmer's side, really. I mean, it, it must be hard for him to see someone like that come into the universe. I, I think anyone would be disgruntled. And I'm not sure I believe Lister's character here, saying, oh, I, I feel happy for my counterpart. All the stuff we've seen Lister go through, you know, being sick of it and being bored and wanting to do different things, I'm not sure he's sort of, oh, I'm really happy for someone in a different, another dimension. If you were, I think Rimmer's right, if you were confronted with someone who's been more successful than you because they got a lucky break. Now, we know Rimmer's obsessed with this. I think he would be a bit peed off, wouldn't you? 
Yes, I, I think you are right. I, th- I think you would be paid off. And I can understand what you're both saying. I think the fact is that Ace was, it wasn't really, I don't really think it was played with a, a sort of uh, over ego confidence kind of way to the point of being, you know, narcissistic. Um, because he was he was supposed to be likable, but even though we know that Rimmer is a gift, he's our Rimmer, so that's what we know. This kind of complete alternative Rimmer does feel uncomfortably different, and maybe that's what you're thinking about. It's because we know our Arnold Rimmer, not the Ace version. Mm. He wasn't flawless, was he? I mean, it was it was played for laugh, and it was it played for laughs, and it was definitely um, about right. I just need to get this done. He did punch Crichton out, which I did he laugh did. out loud at. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but, um, you know, Crichton, who was trying to help him. Um, but I, I guess Ace's character would be like, I, I just need to get on with it. You know, he was very action action focused and, and, and everything. I, I, I sort of see your point, Matt, but no, I. There, I, was, there was false humility there at times, wasn't there, really? There was, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to brag about it. But, oh, it was not me doing it, it's you guys down in engineering, right? <laughs> not so fast, Davy boy. You leapt in so quick, you didn't give Arnie here a chance to speak. He was just about a volunteer, weren't you, Arnie? No, I wasn't. So, um, Matt, I know you've got something that you want to bring up that, that uh, I a feeling that we may be on board with yes when obviously Rimmer is is confronted by ace and sees how everybody it just thinks that he's wonderful and um starts coming up with uh, little theories about him and says that he thinks that the ace will wear dresses in private drink mint juleps and whip the house boy i was thinking right okay um, would we? Uh, would that necessarily make the cut these days in our um, some of it all in- would, all inclusive it... times? Yes. yes, I don't think. I think it will be dealt with in a slightly different way. Um, I certainly think the first couple of lines when he's you know wears women's underwear and parades around with dresses on, I, I think that would go. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would do that now. Um, and I certainly didn't find that bit as funny, um, but. I definitely found this stuff later on with it. So, is it a simple registry office or a full church do for you two? That's that was fine. Yes, it was. I thought that was that was that was quite funny. But I'm not um, sure where we stand on on the on the. Well, I mean, Crichton actually brings it up, doesn't it? And and Rimmy is obviously being um, his mean self and inappropriate self. But I don't I don't think we would have that character do that. Do you think, Dan, as someone who's lived through that time? Um, I, I think that it was true to the character because if his idea of what is to be aspired to obviously isn't doing those things. But yeah, I, I totally get that to use those uh, references in a derogatory form, you wouldn't probably script that in the uh, in, in 2021, possibly even 2001. Uh, but um, I, t- I don't know. I mean, I, I do take your point. I- I certainly don't want to um, die in a ditch over it, but I don't know that it travelled terribly. But uh, yeah, I completely understand if others if others felt that it it, uh, it stuck out a bit more than perhaps I did. Mm. I, I did. I definitely. I definitely felt I moved on. I mean, bearing in mind, it is thirty years since yeah. you know since it was mm. made. So oh, I, I, I'm not gonna. I don't hold it against the program itself because I think that's where we were back then. I mean, mm. you know, friends. And programs like that have, have a lot of flack now for not be not being very tolerant and making jokes 
about homosexuality and stuff. Yeah. And, and it is starting to, to wear a bit thin in, in that sense. And, you know, it's just the way it is, isn't it? So I don't hold it against the program. Um, oh no no <laughs> no! And as a piece of writing, it was it was absolutely in Rimmer's character, like I say. Um, Matty, I was going to say as our enlightened member of the podcast, but then I just realised what I was saying. <laughs> what were your thoughts? <laughs> well, it's interesting actually because what we say about that, obviously that they put that in, but there was actually a whole other scene and um, a character that was changed completely due to complaints that it was racist. Which in this episode. In this episode, which brings me to my fact of the week. I'm not aware. So still, it hasn't worked out that I put a little sound in for the fact of the week. <laughs> He's trying to put his own sound in. Cat, um, originally was a servant in the alternate. Uh version and of course they changed that for obvious reasons and then they had to reshoot that part with the cat making him um a, you know an, another member of the crew type of thing because um lots of people complained that that bit was racist it's, it's, it's that interesting thing that's still going on now really is this idea that it, you're trying to be um you try to have blind casting and not worry about it yeah. and then it happens and someone brings it up Mm. Uh, so therefore it's not blind class because it, yeah you're right it, it works both ways it's just the cat isn't it it's nothing to do it's never ever been mentioned no. about his race has it so mm -hmm. why wouldn't he be an opposite character but yes tonally that looks not right and it's a it's a weird one it's a weird mix it is weird looking back at things that maybe you think wow but i, I sort of think we have Crichton as a servant every single week so why why shouldn't one of the other characters be a servant in an alternative reality? And it's just sort of like highlighting something that maybe doesn't need to be highlighted. But I get why there was why people mention it. You know you know your trouble, Crichton. What, sir? You're a git. So where are we? That's fact of the week. I'm not sure how much we've got left of that, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> what, Here's you... my fact of the week. Du, 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 du. They an changed the character. Another fact. Moving of... on. <laughs> <laughs> another fact of the week. <laughs> um, this was this was uh, Chris Barry's favourite episode of Red Dwarf, apparently, according to him. Well, this was written specifically because he wanted some something different to perform, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I can imagine it would be you know if it was you that were playing it that it was um, it would be fun. Yeah, I'd I'd heard that as well about the fact is that he was playing British at the same time and and didn't want to always be a character that was unliked wanted mm. to be something likable yeah exactly uh, uh, an interesting fact of the week is <laughs> oh who woke him up that after the airing of this episode uh, rob grant and <laughs> and doug naylor here um also received a letter from a group of students who uh, watched the episode and were massively inspired by it to make their own TV series. Apparently they've gone on nowadays to actually make TV series of their own. But that letter that they sent them, they actually framed and is in at least one episode every season somewhere on the wall. I mean, do you know what TV programme that was they made? I don't actually know what the TV programme is. I know they said they became um, semi-successful and successful writers, producers and directors. Or, or what the letter said? The letter was basically receiving a letter um, 
saying that they were inspired by their work, they're inspired by Red Dwarf, and it's inspired them to go out and continue doing what they want to do and all this sort of stuff. Um, but yes, that letter from now on, once every season, apparently will be seen somewhere on the wall. No, I never heard that before. I'll tell you what, but Red Dwarf has inspired me to do podcasts 30 years Big later. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I was feeling sorry for Rimmer a little bit in this episode to circle background a little, you know, yeah. it's another tragic tale, isn't it? No one likes him. Oh, yes. yeah. But yeah, he tries it's, hard tonight. Yeah, it's not easy now. It's not easy knowing nobody likes you. Would that break your hearts every once in a while? The four of us getting our knees up in the air, the jingle of bells, the clonk of wood on wood. But we've <laughs> talked about it a couple of times this uh, series, haven't we? They've upped the ante on these things, and we get another mention of his twentieth-century telegraph poles, and of course the Hammond organ stuff. Liking the uh, outro music this week, I love a bit of the old Hammond organ yeah. theme tune. <laughs> nice. The scooters playing the closing theme. That was the. That was uh, very nice. But I also, I also kind of, I, I was intrigued by the idea of, of the the twenty shopping greats CD with the, uh, you know, all the kind of like pop goes Delius and funking at uh, Wagner sounded yeah. <laughs> sounded quite amusing. So, so something else I think could have been better, and really. The kid actor at the start of the show, Dan. You, what do you think of the kid actor at the start of the show? That scene could have been better. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it could have been. I mean, the first thing I noticed was, you know, obviously he had bonehead written on the back of his blazer. <laughs> which was good. It was, it was his uh, series, season four emerald green uh, coloured school uniform. Yeah, I don't know. I, d I didn't even think to, to look. I'm assuming it's very much not the same actor who played him. It is. It is. It was, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it set the scene. Was it was an interesting start. I'm not quite sure where they were living, a gigantic sort of greenhouse thing. I think that was some kind of base on another planet, seemed to be. Could be some... Eden Project. I thought Eden Project, <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's interesting about that? That wasn't built then, but it looked like it. Um, so what's interesting about that is that was actually, <laughs> I can't help it, um, that is the, that was a BBC studio set that was actually used for such things. Um, it was also used um, in Titanic later on. Uh, it was used for Jonathan Creek. It was used for Casualty, and it was used for Holby City, and it is basically a massive greenhouse. It's got a massive pool in the middle that was used for many scenes, and it was also largely used in Little Britain. Yes, Mother. You just haven't been getting the marks we think you're capable of. No, Mother. But I did like they made a swing out of him. I thought that was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> That, that'll make for a smooth cut. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I thought so. Yes, I, heard, I, I thought that too. <laughs> Such fun. Oh, <laughs> Matty, come on. You, wh wh why was this one so much better than last week for you then? What, what was it? What's the essence that made this one so much better for you? I just like the story of it. it. Like it just it ran a lot smoother to me. It felt like a smooth story. It felt like a well put together story. It felt like it had been thought out. Whereas I feel in the last episode it, it didn't. Yeah, see, I feel the complete opposite. Of course you do. It's you, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, should we get a coffee? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I think we've said it a lot a lot of times. I, I want I did want more time 
with the characters in the alternate universe not loads but a bit more mm. a bit more time with, with ace and rimmer together he got there one scene then he sewed up his arm and then he left there wasn't enough time and this is the old half an hour sitcom scenario yeah. across many many times but it whizzed through and it felt like we didn't get enough of it really so i felt it was very jump 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 in that sense not you know as ever not that i dislike it it's funny you know we get spent your kipple we get ace we get we get some great stuff from the cat we haven't even mentioned the cat yet very much you know but yeah it was it was just uh over and done it felt whereas last week i felt was a a more contained and it moved smoothly from one thing to the other. It's interesting how we see it differently. I really like that. I did really like this episode, but I will say that I do agree with you that it was, um, maybe it's one of those things where they just, they had so many ideas and it was unfortunately a case where they maybe did not have enough time to devote um, enough attention to each particular element of the script. And therefore there were so bits, there were bits that did feel like they were rushing through. Um, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it, it could, yeah. Would have been a good it would have been epic. Because, I mean, it's not that they did things wrong. I think it's great because they needed to set up the, the alternative rimmer. So we needed that first five or six minutes. They needed to have the setting the scene back on Red Dwarf, so another few minutes. Then they needed to have the him coming in, you know. So but mm-hmm. by the time that happened, we were we were sort of nearly 20 minutes in. Yeah, really. and I think, I think that is kind of my biggest bugbear especially with two bits like the, the as i said the fixing of the engine with um when ace has got a broken arm and he's with uh lister that just that was obviously off off screen and it was all very quick and then uh, um he performs the operation on cat he's done cat's fine it's like okay maybe they they couldn't devote screen time to that sort of thing but it's making a kind of a big thing about it and then oh it's yeah it's not a problem anymore it's fixed it's that's you know it doesn't yeah, sit I, right I, with me. I didn't even think about that bit. I, one thing I did didn't like really was I didn't like the the trap at the end with Rimmer trying to catch him out. I thought that was a little weak in ending, possibly. I'll smoke him a smegging kipper. Is this me? You're all staring at me with blank faces. Dan, is it me? What did you think I, of the? Rimmer I, I trying just to thought for, for me, I thought that was that absolutely captured the impotence. Uh, of of our Rimmer, you know, a he has to get the scutters to do it. Didn't even ask how the scutters got all that stuff up there, um, but of course it didn't work. And in and and the and the reaction of of Ace, which was just to oh goodness sake, and then to walk off was was you know the ultimate again you know the ultimate put down to Rimmer. There was no sort of you know going off. There was no opportunity for confrontation. It was just petty little Rimmer had had a go. Uh, at, at trying to finally get get back somehow for some whatever reason to get back at Ace, and of course it didn't work because he's Rimmer. And but what if it had it worked? What if it had worked? Well, what if it had worked? It would have been an interesting and somewhat more macabre ending to than than most Red Dwarf <laughs> we've seen so far. If I could just go back though, I, I'll smoke him a smegging kipper. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I I agree. I watched this, and clearly I got much the same as Matty did. I thought this moved at a really good pace. I think I would struggle to find a bit of this that I thought was overdone or dragged. I just thought it went bang, bang, bang. They went to set up, to set up, to set up. There was something good. I mean, I don't think this had as many absolute out-and-out zingers 
uh, as some other episodes, but I thought this this started at a, a good pace and carried on all the way through. And it was one of those episodes where I was like, oh, it's over already. So yes, yeah. that, mm. that perennial sort of, you got to do it in 22 minutes or whatever it turns out to be. But it was, it left me wanting more rather than sort of sort of thinking, well, you know, when Matt asked me which bit I didn't like, I probably got one for them this week. I just thought it, it moved at a, a cracking rate pace. And I, I yeah, I, I didn't have the, the, the issues you do. I mean, I can see them. I can, you've described them and I saw them too, but I just felt it. Yes, there's always bits. Well, there's often bits I want to go back and see more of. But knowing the way that they've gone so far, they feel that they've put a marker down and they think, oh, that's interesting. We might have another crack at that at some point. That's enough for me. There were some brilliant ideas. I'd love to see more. But I'm, I think I'm, I'm getting confident in their ability to spot the good things and come back to them if they feel they need to, which they've done several times. We've talked about it. When Starbuck was crashing and Rimmer was running around saying, where's that bit, piece of paper, piece of card covered in plastic? You know, we need to have a pregnant woman in front of you. You know, we've all been on flights and, and the little kind of crash procedures um, card, which you're all had your eye drawn to by the uh, onboard staff. And the bit about the in-flight magazine. I, lo- I love the in-flight magazine. Love really that. Oh, yeah. Because it's so right, especially yeah. back in those days. I can remember going to the Canaries when I was 16, 17 and being <laughs> bored, rigid, because there was no movies and all, you know, in-flight entertainment. There was that magazine, which was, you know, it was hand, no, hand that, basket that, that, weaving. And, I know that thing. That was know. a good example of setting up a joke and then building on it, wasn't it? The yeah. classic wines of Estonia and then go into, it, <laughs> go into the articles. Right? Many people wouldn't think of the Estonian red, but Estonian grapes can be the fruitiest and subtle. <laughs> it was brilliant. They, and they, but they did set it up. And we've talked before about jokes that they've set up and then, you know, you know rule of three and various <laughs> other things. But they, they killed that joke. They really killed with it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I'm still laughing. I'm still laughing about it now. <laughs> no, that that was good. It was some of my favourites. Just just before our crew meet Ace, I, I really enjoyed that that last little reminder of just how much of a frankly git our rimmer is because they've crashed. Cat is as seriously injured. Crichton stumbles mm. in. Is everyone okay? Rimmer looks around, sees everyone else, looks at himself. Yes, I'm fine. You know, just <laughs> just a last, last little reminder before. What a guy Ace comes that yeah, Rimmer is a git. Well most people think of classic wines, they are unlikely to consider the Estonian race. Yet Estonian grapes are among the fruitiest and most subtle. But I mean we we okay, we talked a lot about Rimmer. We haven't talked too much about the cat. He, uh, I thought he bubbled along nicely as well in this episode. Uh obviously the the in flight magazine stuff there. But yeah, some nice stuff with all the fashion things. <laughs> Red with apricot and all that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he thought he could carry off gangrene. I thought that was that was good. No, well, it would go better with apricot, yeah. No. yeah. They're using up a lot of fashion jokes. I mean, I, I did like the um, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I have to cut off my leg. None of my suits are fit. <laughs> and, and he was uh, he was um, recuperating in uh, in the medical suite, looking at um, at swatches to find the design he liked for his dressings. I just yeah. we didn't have to see it. It was a yeah. It was a good cat line about cat. And I thought that was a cat. Cat doesn't even need to be in the scene now for us to be talking and thinking about cat. I like that. It went hell for leather on on the cat in his fashion. Yeah, Matty, you've been quiet for a little while. Anything else you want to bring to the forum? I got to be honest. The one thing that didn't work for me in this episode was the cat. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. For, for me. Yeah. There's the one thing that didn't work for me in the episode was the cat because it was like funny. The gangrene bit. Mate, it did make me laugh. I just, it was one of those where I felt like 
oh, I don't know. It's controversial, but I just thought it wouldn't have been that different if he wasn't there. Because like, all the jokes he was See, saying, I just saw coming. When I have a favourite episode, I go... I go all out on it. When you do, you're still moaning. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, this is what we go. We've got to talk about this. I can't say everything was amazing. Everything was perfect. No, there's a couple things, you know. And for me, yes, the cat was the, the weaker character in this episode. Um, I will now be told that I'm wrong, and I accept take that. Him to, take him to task, Dan. Take him to task. <laughs> I just thought it was a good cat episode. I thought he had some really good lines. He was put into a slightly different situation, and he's still thinking about his suit. He is cat, and this was a this was a, an opportunity for cat to be cat, regardless of what's going on around him. There was no lines here where you know they were playing up that he's not the brightest yeah no you're just wrong there you go there we go fair enough <laughs> the oh, french rest wrong. Wrong. Rolls, aren't we this week awesome <laughs> i'm bleeding an unfashionable color now we do have to mention though of course matt we did have singing from lister um yes we did have singing but i think i've i've i think i zoned out because i can't actually remember what it was they were singing or where it was Rastabilly Skank. Rastabilly Skank. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, Al and A sing Rastabilly Skank. There you go. I've got that. I've just written that and, and moved on. I do, have a confu- I do have a confusing note I've made. I thought it was going to be a confession. Thought, we need to no. this. I've got a note I don't understand. Um, does it need, can we have a jingle for that, please? We, we need a jingle for that, don't we? Confusion. You don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Uh, a wooga, a wooga, a wah, a wah. A wooga, a wooga, a wah. See, that's, I love that bit. I used to say that all the time for some reason. <laughs> a wooga, a wooga, a what was that from? I've just written. I've written that, and I've put question mark from next to it. In the engine, and then a wugga, a wugga, a wa, a wa, a wugga, a wugga, a wa in celebration. Oh, we did a sort of da- yeah, did a sort of dancing in a circle. Yes, yes, I do remember it. Yes, I do. Yeah. No, there were still lots of quality lines littered throughout. I personally liked the Morris dancing lines. It's <laughs> <laughs> always an excuse, isn't it? <laughs> it was. It was Rima complaining that nobody likes him again, and we've done that. But I think. Did, I mean, you, what do you guys think? Did, have we now reached, you know, can, can Rimmer continue with this woe is me any longer? You know, well, surely, is- surely now it's been dispelled because as Ace puts it, he thinks I got the, he thinks he got the break. By his standards, he got the break and actually being put back made me. So have we got to the point now where going forward, you know, Rimmer needs another needs another shtick really the i didn't get the breaks da, 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 da. we've had that and he's played it really really well and we've established that that's rim but do we now need to move on I, this is the issue isn't mm. it i mean as we go forward when something repeats itself when it becomes the same formula or whatever we're not there yet we're definitely not there yet but there may be issues with this in the future who knows who knows there are other elements to his psyche that we can explore, apart from his self-pity. I, I would like to think that we'll get to some of those. Well, oh, we will. It's difficult. <laughs> well, I know we will. It's difficult, really, because they can't exactly kill him off or something, can they? Because he's, you know, a hologram. Which is which is weird why why um, Ace was saying you didn't give uh, Arna a chance to jump in there to come and help fix an engine when he's a hologram. See? What an idiot. Hmm. 
but it was funny though because it was it, that was that was before he'd realized that Rimmer was quite who Rimmer is he had assumed yeah, what what's your plan on yeah that's uh, the thing is he asked he, yeah, he asks him loads of questions that obviously Rimmer can't answer, and I know that if that was me, that would totally put my back up as well. I don't um, know. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think he quick-fired that, if I'm honest, to go back to what you were saying before in terms of some bits that maybe felt rushed. He quick-fired that. in So in 30 seconds, Ace has clocked who Rimmer is. He's, he doesn't know stuff. He's, 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 he's not brave. He's not bright. He's... Okay, I'll go outside with uh, with Lister. By the time he comes back in, he's skipper. <laughs> he's an action skipper. man. He's, he's. I'm going to deal with this. You know, Crichton's getting in the way. I'm going to punch him out. My arm hurts. I'm going to sew it back up again. The cat needs fixing. I'll scrub up. Skipper sounds like a TV series about a boy in his bush kangaroo to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a real. You're right, Matt. I really like that. You know, when he's. When Lister's talking about Ace and and Rimmer's just needling. Oh, yeah. you two seem to be getting on really well, don't you? Funny enough, something else came up at the end. Obviously, watching with Becky, we felt this was a little bit out of time. Now, the fact that he was still embarrassed about being kept back a year, and that's what made him fight because of the shame and all this sort of thing. And and almost um, I, educationally, I, I don't think that's where we are now as well. That 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 seemed an old fashioned point of view yeah a kid is not going to be happy about keep being kept back they will feel embarrassed but I, I think um that message they were saying there felt a little bit out of time as well possibly i i can see that and yet unlike what we talked about before they'd absolutely use that in a modern show yes no. I, don't, I don't think i don't think the world has changed in that regard no, it, it was just a little point that came up sitting here, both trained teachers going through all this sort of stuff over the years that, that sort of felt, oh, okay, that's your view on it. But that was just a, a little aside, really. Uh, yeah, but again, I think, you know, that was the point that was made. Rimmer, actually at the time, all Rimmers, um, certainly felt that that was a negative. And so from a character perspective, that was the, that was the negative. But he didn't, you know, he perhaps took the more enlightened view that... You know that's a motivator for me, rather than uh, rather than something to be to be terrified of. No, no it's just a little a little thing that that came out of of us sitting here talking about it afterwards. Ace himself. I mean, Ace said, "I can't stay. I can't stand the man." So this is what, going back to what his character was. I know we're only a half hour sitcom. It's Red Dwarf, um, but um, yeah, I mean, if he really cared, he'd stay and maybe try to improve the other Rimmer possibly and pull out some of his better qualities. But hey. What a guy! <laughs> what a guy, Matty. How did how did you know? How did you know, Matty? Matty, how did he know that that was the split? That that was the change that made their lives different. How did he know that? <laughs> what? Well, he said, "Ah, oh, the change that the where our lives diverged was this being kept back a year." That's uh, that's just kind of red dwarf storylines. Fair enough. Red Dwarf story logic. Yeah, that's what we're going with. the start of the episode, so I think he realised how important that moment oh, was. He'd read the script, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> Would it make any difference if it was Hummus? Now, I mean, in our roundabout discussion, we've talked about a few things here. We've talked about homophobic jokes. We've talked about, are nice people actually not nice? Um, all that sort of stuff. Educational issues. We probably need to think about getting to the end of this now, don't we? 
We need to think about smoking that kipper before we, we're back for breakfast. So, come on, give us another line, uh, Matt. Give us something else you liked from the episode. Lister says, what am I supposed to say? You're as popular as a horny dog at a Miss Lovely Legs competition. <laughs> Moving on, Dan. One of my favourite lines was Holly's, which I haven't said recently. The, the ship's crashed. You know, the engine's broken. If we don't fix the engine in 40 minutes, then we're going to sink. Well, what should we do? Well, we could try hiring a dancing band and getting them to play Abide With Me. The elastic snapped on the furry dice. <laughs> what does that mean in real terms? Well, it means you've got a more tasteful cockpit. Exactly. It was a much better episode. <laughs> We've said lots of holly lights. It's been great. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for. Um, I'm back. I knew you were. Rubbish yes have gone up. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, dear, silly, Matty. The last one I got was the was the dice line. That was the last line I got. So I got nothing else. Sorry, I can say on that one. I just think there were lots of good lines on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we haven't talked much about crying, have we? Let's not bother. Right. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, dear. Okay, should we say, uh, should we say, smoke me a kipper, I'll be back for breakfast. So it's, smoke me a kipper, I'll be back for breakfast <laughs> for me, Matthew. Uh, don't smoke me a kipper because they're vile. I'll, I'll have toast for my breakfast from Matt. Um, I'll have a smoked salmon and a poached egg on a muffin please from Matty you know Terrace Malata <laughs> um, I need to go to my quarters now and get the uh, maple syrup out I'll uh, see you guys soon <laughs> see you later <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely um, it's Wednesday night it's amateur Hammond organ recital night okay take it away Scutters Smoke me a kipper. I'll be back for breakfast. You're a git.